Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, here we are, we are daring to be different again. This is your host, Yaya Diamond, and I am just I am just excited about this next guest. You know you know how much I love me. You guys know me by now. <laughs> well, you're listening to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in North Fort Florida, as well as Bomb Baby Radio in the New York City area, as well as the Caribbean Community Radio Station. Hello, my islanders. I love you. And the Dream Station Studio Network. What's up? It's Yaya, and I'm here again. I, I mean, you know what? You guys should know, my history precedes me, I hope, that coming from the background of dance music, house music, that the next guest is, like, amazingly, like, an icon, someone who has been in the music industry, I mean, for a while. And not only that, has played all of my favorite greats. Probably, I would have to say, including my mother's song, which I'm I'm hoping I can kind of probe and see if that is the case. So I want to welcome to the show, and again, no stranger, Matt Warren. What's up? Hey. What's up? Hey. How you doing, Yaya? Hey. <laughs> so tell me about yourself. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't know who you are, what you've done. Tell me about yourself. All right. Well, you know, I'm from the windy city of Chicago, born and raised. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a old school Chicago house DJ. Started off like back even before house was house, and we were just playing New York records and disco and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, been in it since the beginning, and uh, have watched, have seen house music kind of grow from the inside out. Being one of the first guys that was doing records. Um, to be honest with you, I was actually doing records before house even came out. My first record was actually a rap record. Uh, so I was inspired by the old school guys, Curtis Blow, Sugar Hill Gang, all that stuff, and uh, did my first recording doing that, but then kind of from there moved into more of the dance music stuff, and I was inspired by old like New York artists like D-Train and you know Gwendolyn Hunt and uh, Geraldine Hunt, I mean, and all kinds of people, Larry LeVan, Jelly Bean, all the old New York DJs. Um, and then, you know, I was still putting out records kind of with a very Latin flair at that time. You know, I had a label called Sunset Records out of Chicago. We had a few uh, pretty big selling records. And then, you know, this whole house music thing started bubbling under uh, with guys like Frankie Knuckles having a club here called The Power Plant. And we actually used to just go there after the clubs I DJed at and uh, listen to him play. And, you know, I mean, obviously he's universal now. But, you know, I was fortunate enough to see Frankie play when he was just experimenting. He would be up there playing reel-to-reels and records and 909 drum machine going and all that. So, you know, all that stuff was just really inspiring to me, and that's kind of where I got my start really really kind of going to the house music thing. In fact, my record, Bang the Box, uh, was actually inspired by me being at Frankie Knuckles' club one night, and he would do this thing where he would just drop out all the bass in the system and, like, the sound system in there was so big that you kind of got used to how that sounded. And he would let that go like that for, like, two or three records. 
and then all of a sudden he would just grab the bass and just go kaboom, boom, you know, and just bump that stuff, and people just lost their minds. So that really inspired mm-hmm. me to kind of start leaning towards house, and uh, it all mm-hmm. kind of went from there. Wow, yeah. wow. I have to ask you this question, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, wait a minute, have you ever played the song High Energy? By Evelyn Thomas, Evelyn. High Energy? Yeah. <laughs> Energy, your love is lifting me. That one? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was a Chicago. Yeah. We we played the heck out of that song up here in Chicago on the radio and stuff for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna thank you. Mom raised me, and my mom's Evelyn Thomas. What? Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I actually met her once in Miami at the new at the um, New Music Seminar one year. Yeah, and uh, had a had a nice little chat with her. Oh, that's so cool. Well, tell her Matt Warren says, "Hey, she probably don't remember me from Adam, but I used to bump her record, no doubt." <laughs> well, I thank you so much because you know it, it's it's. I hope my little I hope my little rendition. I, I tell you what, now I'm embarrassed. I hope my little rendition was okay. <laughs> <laughs> you good, you good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so you know. Okay. You, you know, being that you did the music back then and, and, and the DJs, what is the difference between then and now? Because the music industry has changed so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's totally different. I mean, back, I would just give you, a, like, back when we started, you know, you depended on the DJs to, like, break the records and make yeah. it a hit or not, you know, and you had to have that DJ support. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously with the internet and MP3s and, you know, vinyl dying and, it all kind of going online and stuff and iTunes and now Spotify and all the streaming, you know, it, it's opened up a lot of doors for a lot of people because you don't have to be signed to a record label no anymore to like get your stuff out there. But, you know, at the same time, it's more challenging because there's so much stuff out to choose from, you know, it's like, how do you promote yeah. yourself? So, you know, I think you just got to like put quality music out there and, you know, that's the challenge, though, is, is getting that support. And, you know, one thing I think that's helpful <clears throat> for someone like me is that because I've been a DJ for so long and so many of the guys, you, you kind of get a little bit of name recognition going. And it's kind of a little bit easier. But still, I mean, you know, we got to have all our videos on YouTube like we do. I think we have a new video for each track on my new album on YouTube. And, uh, you know, you got to get likes and you got to get followers. And that's just kind of the game now. Um, another mm-hmm. big difference I will tell you now that's challenging for most people is that, in my opinion anyway, there's not really a whole lot of money in selling records and CDs and stuff like that. It's all in performing. You've got to get out there and you've yeah. got to do your shows and you got to, if you're a DJ, you got to spin. You know, if you're a singer, you got to sing. <laughs> you know? I know. I know. Wow. So I mean, it's it. I thought it would be a little bit different for DJs than it would be for performers or singers, and I'm hearing that it's it's truly not. Is no, there a misconception no, I mean, in that? I well, you know, I think so. I think one thing that I notice on the flip side of that is like uh, DJs are actually in a lot of respects the ones getting paid now. But you got to be doing the festival circuits. You got to have a hot record out. You got to be with the right booking agent, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I it's funny, I see so many artists slash producers that are actually going out there and DJing to get their gigs because, you know, it's it's just it's difficult, you know, right now, but to make money any other way at it. 
And uh, but that's 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 the fun part of it too is getting out there and performing for people. So you just gotta you gotta be out there. You know, that's the thing I see. Wow, wow. Now, okay, so you've done so much. I mean, I ha- I'm looking at your your, uh, your your just your short bio. This is a short bio. But I mean, you have worked with, oh my gosh, okay, from the dance music from the '80s, and then you went and you went ahead, and then by the '90s you were writing, you were arranging, mixing, producing a variety of artists and bands. You collaborated on a number of albums, and you still love house music. Tell me about that. Tell me about those collaborations. Is that something that you know? kind of wild you wild you at the moment or was it like oh yeah this is just like a result of what I was doing you know um especially like after the 90s and stuff I kind of you know house music kind of went through a big change I think and I'm I'm always been one that has believed that house music kind of got stolen from Chicago in a lot of ways and I think a lot of the guys that like myself and other DJs that never really got their due when house music went global and when house music got big, there's, of course, there were a few, you know, Frankie Knuckles being one, you know, I believe he got his due, he got his Grammy award. Um, you know, even one of the old school guys they're still doing out there, Ralphie Rosario. That's my, that's my, my homie. I love that guy. You know, he's still doing mm-hmm. it, but a lot of us kind of, I think New York kind of took over and England kind of took over. And so we kind of yeah. lost our, our, our due. So I turned to doing other stuff. I got involved more I got really intrigued by the whole recording process and so you know when we would be in the studio for instance back in the day in the 80s all the other guys were partying having fun chasing girls I was sitting there watching the engineer going wow what's that button do wow how'd you do make that sound do that you know and so that's kind of what I gravitated to so by the 90s when I started getting involved with like industrial music and bands like Ministry and KMFDM and Die Warsaw and all that kind of stuff um you know it was more from a recording engineering aspect and um I really got intrigued by that and as I learned about doing more live recording and how to, you know, how to mic up a drum kit and how to mic up a live band and record that. And, you know, that kind of took me. So all throughout that period, when I started producing and engineering for other people, the cool thing was I was learning all that stuff and doing all those different genres of music. I was working on jazz. I was working on bands with, I was working with bands like Poy Dog Pondering, who's a Chicago band, you know, totally live. But then I worked with a band called Mind Funk who was doing total metal you know, they were signed to Epic Records, you know, and so I was just, but mm-hmm. the cool thing was I was always kind of bringing my dance music sensibility with me. So, for example, I'd mix somebody's drums, let's say one of these rock guys and their live drums, but I would make that kick drum just be like, douche, douche, kadoosh, kadoosh, and they'd be like, whoa, I've never heard my drum sound like that. What are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm just doing it the way I do with my house records, <laughs> you know, and uh, so that became really fun and intriguing for me, and I ended up getting a whole client base from that and ended up working with a lot of different people, and so, you know, house music kind of just, you know, the whole DJ thing kind of just went by the wayside for a long time, and, uh, but, you know, I always kept spinning because I always wanted to keep my dance floor sensibility. So even when I was working on all that engineering stuff and working in the studios, I was still DJing once or twice a week at a, at a club in Chicago. Always. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have to say that I admire DJs and, and a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, they don't how important a DJ is to the artist. You know, that's why yeah. I thank you because, Without you spending my mom's song, I would not have had, like, clothes on my back or food on my mm-hmm. table. 
And so that's why I'm so indebted and so grateful that that song went big. Tell me the connection, and it's still a connection these days. I mean, think about it. You know, when I go out to a club, I'm listening to, you know, the music that's being played before I go on the stage. And I, I think about all those people that, you know, you're playing the music for. They're still getting their music heard by DJs. Tell me the Tell me that it's a fragile unity. It really is. But tell me about that. Yeah, it is. It's just a matter of, you know, I think a lot of DJs have to, like, have that ability to, like, feel their crowd and know what their crowd's going to like and and be willing to, like, take a chance on new music that someone might not necessarily play. And that's part of it for me as a DJ that's always been intriguing is I've always wanted to kind of be the one that they come to and go, oh, man, what was that you played, you know, especially way back in the day when the days of, like, the record services and the record pools, and, in fact, how I got your mom's record for the first time was through the record pool. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just in the pile right. with 20, the other 20, the other 20 records I got that week, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. that one, you know, I liked it, and that that's kind of how it was, and so that's always been, like, the fun part of being a DJ to me is breaking new music, and, you know, I, I think it's more challenging nowadays because, People have become, I think, a lot less receptive, or at least I, I, I would hope not, but I kind of feel like they do. They're a lot less receptive to, like, something they've never heard before. Like, a lot of times I'll be working a dance floor, and it'll be like I'll be playing stuff that they've never heard, and I might not have a dance floor going, and I might have to resort to, like, dropping a floor filler that I know is going to work, <laughs> you know, and get them out there mm-hmm. and then kind of move them back into the new stuff. So that's the challenging part, but I do always try and do that in my sets because – I I just always want to be known as one of those guys that's playing something different than what you normally hear, you know. Now tell me about your upcoming, you know, before you do, I'm going to take a short break, but I want you to go ahead and tell me a little bit later about this upcoming uh, project that you have going on. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Dream Chasers Radio with your host, me, Yaya Diamond, and Mr. Matt Warren. The new album by house music legend Matt Warren, entitled Music Is My Life, featuring the hit single Get On Up, is available in stores now. It's nonstop dance party music. It's new house music on the scene with Matt Warren's Music Is My Life. Grab your copy before the party's over. Available in stores now. Hey, so Mr. Warren, Matt, tell me about this upcoming album that you got coming up. Tell me about this. Yeah, um, you know, it's my first new release in probably 10 years. Um, You know, I've been just basically concentrating on working with other people and engineering and running my studio and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it just came to came to my mind that it was time to do something different just from a DJ perspective and listening to all the stuff that was out there. I just kind of felt there was a need for kind of like to reach back a little bit and like do some music that was still current and house and, and pumping, but yet kind of paid homage to like where I came from and the music that I grew up listening to. So, you know, the whole idea was to really kind of incorporate like live musicians in it. And that's exactly what we're doing, you know, so like all the beats are still electronic and pumping and, and, and deep house and all that. But I wanted to bring back like a live guitarist and a live bass player and a horn player and, you know, really do something with vocals. Like every song's got some some story to it, you know, and just kind of reach back. Mm-hmm. I guess to sum it up, I'll say that I wanted to do one of them records like back in the day where you would 
put it on and let it play, and you would let the whole album play, and boy, you were intrigued with every yeah. song that you heard. That's what I was going for. <laughs> wow. And, you know, that's very rare nowadays that people actually sit back and listen to an entire album. Right, right. And that that's what I wanted to get back to. And, you know, um, I mean, for me, as an, I guess one thing that allowed me to do that is that, uh, you know, I wasn't like worried about cranking out my next record to keep myself relevant or anything like that. It was more like I had total time to just sit back and like make a record that I wanted to listen to, you know, and that when I played for people around me, they were like, now there you go. That's, that's what I want to listen to. And uh, that, that's what we were able to do, you know, just because I wasn't worried about, you know, producing it for somebody or getting it done for some record label on some timetable or, you know, something like that. <laughs> Wow. Well, okay. So now that you've done everything that you've done so far, and you're back in, you know, you're back out and everything. How? Why did you? Why did you stop in the first place? Or did you stop? A lot of people don't realize that I never did. Out there. See, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't get it. Why do people say, "Oh, you stopped" when you really haven't stopped? Right. Tell me about that. Exactly. What? You know, I think what it is is you kind of fall out of the limelight. It's that whole thing of, like, you know, when you're a DJ and you're trying to get gigs and you're trying to stay busy and you're trying to travel and DJ in Europe and DJ in New York, and, you know, that's what you have to do. That's where the money is. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you find other ways of making money in this industry and you kind of do other things. And so when you're not, you know, in that limelight and I'm not putting out a new record every six months or I'm not remixing somebody, you know, somebody's stuff or I'm not playing here or playing there, you get kind of forgotten about really quick. But I always feel like with the music business and the industry that as long you never are totally forgotten. You know what I mean? So there's always the opportunity. As long as it's hot and as long as it's good, people are gonna go, Oh yeah. Yeah, Matt Warren, I remember him, you know. <laughs> and then it's all good, you know. So you just gotta you just gotta keep doing good stuff, you know, that's what I feel like. Well, and you're right. I mean, think about it. You know, you really, like you said, you really don't stop. You just, you're, you drop out of the limelight. What is, what is it like to be back in the limelight, to be back on the, on the scene again? Is that something you really oh, want? Oh, I'm loving it. Oh yeah, you, definitely. You... <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm, definitely. I mean, it, it, it's fun to be, you know, talking to you and doing this kind of thing and, you know, um, getting back out there and playing back in the bigger clubs. And, you know, I had taken a little bit of break from that, too. And I played a couple of big festivals this summer, and we got some stuff planned coming up uh, in, in conjunction with the release of the record in Europe and stuff like that. So I'm hoping to go over there and do get get, get back over there. Um, I've, I've you know, I've, I've played all over the place. Switzerland is particularly one of my favorites. Uh, I've been there like five times. So I'm anxious to go back there and play again and just, you know, get it out there and, uh, you know, Give them something a little bit different than what they're used to. You know, I'm I'm ready for all the EDM guys. I love them and they're awesome. But I'll tell you what, when I play one of these festivals and a couple of the EDM guys play a little bit before me, that's all cool. But when I get up there and bust out some old school house music, the crowd loses their mind because it's, well, it's like do. they haven't even heard it before. <laughs> to me, it's I mean, it is so cool to see you know people go. It takes two to make things go right. And then they go, eh, eh, eh. I mean, it's like, okay, everybody knows that one. Even the young ones know that. And you see them getting yeah. down to it, and it's like, okay, you, you you bring out those songs, and it's just like all the new songs, oh, they're gone. They're just, I don't yeah. even remember them anymore. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, 
now that everything is is coming to a point where you're back in you're you're playing the 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 bigger clubs and everything's going good for you, what's next after this? Well, you know, it's funny. I've, I'm into all kinds of different things where, you know, with, with my involvement with my record label, uh, Wake Up Music, um, we've got a few new things we're cooking up and we're signing new artists. And so, you know, I'm going to kind of get back to a little bit more producing and stuff, and I'm going to let this album, you know, kind of take its course and just kind of move along with that. So I plan on being out there playing and DJing and, you know, we're hoping to bring out some of my live musicians that played on the album and do some dates and, you know, do that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to be thinking about the next record pretty soon because this was so much fun that I know I want to do it again and I got plenty more ideas. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah, we're just going to keep it moving, you know, and keep going forward. Wow. I love it. I love it. What is your, I mean, when you think back on the time where you were coming into the music industry, what was that pivotal moment that really made the difference in your career? Um, you know, I would have to say it was probably after my record Bang the Box, which was 1987, 1988. But what that kind of record did is it, it exposed me to like other places. So like prior to, for the, to that record, all my Sunset Record stuff and all my other releases, I was just like local Chicago dude. You know, I had never really been anywhere to play or anything like that. It was all just homegrown. But with that record, when that one first came out, which is kind of the reason why I did the remake of it and put it on the new album, um, because I kind of wanted to revisit that energy that that record brought, uh, because it really did. I mean, you know, I mean, th- that record, I sold 50,000 copies out of the trunk of my car in 1987, wow. <laughs> you know, and then kind of wow. got it licensed to a couple of labels overseas. And then it kind of blew up in England and I ended up going over there to DJ for the first time. So that record kind of just took me to places that I had never thought about going. And then from there, it was like, I never looked back, you know. So uh, that I would have to say that was that pivotal moment was when that record took off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you look look back on everything, what was the worst thing and the worst decision you've ever made? I mean, you don't have to reveal it, but the outcome. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody has one. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, I, I would say there was there was one point where there were like a bunch of major labels kind of running around Chicago trying to sign everybody up. And, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to sign with a label that will remain nameless. And uh, I decided not to do it. And, um, you know, I had a regret at one point because I saw a few fellow artists kind of take off from that point. It's kind of like what I was talking about when house music kind of got taken and overshadowed by New York and and London and all that. So, you know, in one respect, I kind of miss, I'm kind of sad that I didn't get on that train, so to speak. Uh, Mm. However, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I'm, I'm such a happy, well-adjusted father of three boys and happy husband that I would never change anything that uh, any path that I chose in my life, you know, it's all good. So I'm happy to be right here now talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Diamond. (laughs) <laughs> talking with you mr warren as well you know you just sent me your mp3 and i'm going to go ahead and upload it because i really i really want people to hear it tell me about this song uh get on up yeah this one is is really kind of uh, again trying to really throw it back to the old school and you know so there's keyboards in it there's a live bass player there's a live drummer there's guitar 
Um, I got my wonderful soulful diva Janice McGee doing vocals. I got my soulful diva uh, Maddie Pepper Gomez doing vocals on it. So, you know, it's just really kind of a throwback to what we all grew up on listening, and that's what I wanted to do with it. So I think it's right in there for you. Amazing, amazing. I'm trying to go ahead and get in because my dashboard acts up whenever I'm already online trying to get something uploaded. However, we're going to get this uploaded. Tell me about about the difference between what you did back then and what you're doing now to make it. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Uh, As far as to produce my music, I can tell you that, um, you know, back then it was a huge challenge because, we did not nearly have the type of tools that we have nowadays to produce music, you know? So uh, that, that, that was a big challenge and, and, and something totally different than how it is now because there's so much technology out there. So, you know, and that, that can be a double-edged sword because that also, you know, quote unquote, makes it easy for some people to put together music. But so the challenge is to now incorporate those tools with that old school feel. Again, that's kind of what I'm doing with the record and, you know, making those two things sing together I think is uh, is is a monumental challenge, but it's also great when you make it happen. Mhm, mhm. Social media, social media. I'll have to say, it's social media. What is what does that mean to the modern day musician? Uh, I mean, now it's it's super important. I mean, you have to be out there. You have to have your stuff out there. That's why it's so important to like record music, and that's actually one of the benefits to the technologies that's out there now is you know people can produce stuff on their own and put it out there and have it sound decent and start to build that following and it's just that's where that's where it's all changed that's where it's all turned to you know people don't go to the music store anymore to buy a cd they stream it you know so it's become a matter of promotion you know that's what it is It's, it's not and that's why you don't need to be on a record label anymore Really, I mean, as far as like the major labels go and how it used to be, you had to be on Warner Brothers or RCA or some big label to make it. And it's just not like Mm -hmm. that anymore. You know, there's tons of examples of people who have made it just from, you know, having a happening YouTube video and getting on the right number of likes and the right number of followers. And so you, it's basically turned into a promotion machine. And of course, social media is the core of all that, you know, so you've got to be involved. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that your song here is up and running. Let's go ahead and play it. Let me go ahead and check and see. Uh, give me a second. Sure. Okay. I think I got it. I got it. All right. So we're going to go ahead and play Give it to him. Up. Give it to Sarasota. Yes. <laughs> Here it is, Matt Warren. Get on up, and we'll be right back with Matt Warren right after this song. Get on up, get on up now, get 
the positive, eliminate the negative, and don't mess with Mr. In-Between. way to find us is go to wakeupmusicgroup.com that's wakeupmusicgroup.com all of our social media links are there all the links to get to our music is there um, you can also find the music on Apple iTunes it's on uh, Spotify it's on Amazon it's everywhere just you know search up Matt Warren music is my life and you will find it um, and yeah all of our Facebook links and everything's on our website so once again that's wakeupmusicgroup.com awesome and if you guys didn't get that we have that in our description box below as well as on our Facebook page Dream Chasers Radio and also on LinkedIn which can be my personal page on LinkedIn Yaya Diamond thank you guys so much I mean thank you Matt it's just been wonderful you've taken me down memory lane and not only that, you're still doing it, and you're still doing great music. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime, I'd love to talk to you whenever you'd like again. Yeah, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. You guys have to get in touch with Matt Warren. Go check out 
his website. And uh, if you don't know what that is, that's uh, uh, that? Music is my life, right? So it's Matt Warren. Music is my life, but also wakeupmusicgroup.com. Wakeupmusicgroup.com. And we have that in our description box below. Just go ahead and copy and paste. Matt, is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with today? You know, I would just say that, you know, keep keep up the love of house music. It will always keep you going. It will always keep you driving. And it will always make you dance. And, uh, you know, big up to Sarasota. Hey. <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> you are? Okay, okay, okay. Well, then, yeah. hey, you know what's up. No wonder. No wonder. Yeah. You grew up on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. And uh, I hope to have you back. And you got to let us know how we're going. You got it, anytime. I sure will. I'll keep in touch. All All right, right, take care, y'all. All All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Okay, so for all those people out there that tell me, oh, you know, it's it's over. My, my, My time has passed. Oh, hogwash. That's just a bunch of ways to get out of something that you know you need to be doing. Go ahead and go do it. Go after that dream. Go after it. Grab it. Do what you must, but never, ever give up. And this has been another edition of Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, J.I. Diamond. We've had a wonderful time with Mr. Matt Warren, Chicago-based DJ for 40 years on the scene and still, still going strong. i tell you one thing. He's doing it. And I have to go do something about what I'm not doing at the moment, which is going after my dream. We all have something that we need to be doing. So I don't want you to ever forget that it's important for you and me to always what? (laughs) Dear to be different, baby. Until next time, guys. See you soon. Yeah.